0: Live from the ESPN 690 and Ajara Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane.
1: Happy Friday, everybody. How was that game last night? Jaguars fans a little upset? All of a sudden that draft pick keeps getting crappier and crappier. Los Angeles Rams. Rams are a good team though. Can't deny it. Patriots, I guess we are who you thought, or I guess we are who we thought you were. Um, I don't know why when I said that the Patriots play a great brand of football in the month of December, I thought they would come out there and surprise some people and, you know, kind of pull off the upside against the Rams, but that definitely didn't happen last night. Um, I think Cam Newton's got to start questioning how much he's got left in the tank. We'll talk about that later, possibly. And it's an interesting day today on the show because obviously we got all our topics. We got the six pack of picks coming up uh, around 4:30. We'll be breaking down this Jaguars and Titans game a little bit. Um, we have an interview with Logan Cook that we're gonna play later. So you know we got a chalk bull show today for a Friday. But in one of the topics and in one of the rundowns that I'm going over the email right now, because let's be honest, I don't check the email until we actually do the show. And I just kind of learn the topics as we go along because I'm kind of professional like that. But Brett Martineau in the rundown has Swift album, which I assume could only mean one thing. That's Taylor Swift. Because she dropped an album today. So I'm going to hold off right now. And I, I know she's the trending topic on Twitter. You know, she's the queen. Um, it is what it is. But I'm going to hold off on Taylor Swift conversation until Brent Martineau gets here. Because I got to know why in the world he would put Taylor Swift, of all things, in our rundown today. I mean, Kuz, that's up your alley a little more. Like, I can talk it. I know you can. I'm just curious to see if Brent Martin can talk that. So, so that's going to be later on in the show today, but we got to talk about that game last night. And like I said, I thought the Patriots always played a great brand of football, um, in December, but call it what you want. Call it the genius of Sean McVeigh. Um, call it the running game of Cam Akers or call it the defense of the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, that wasn't even close last night. And then they had all the makings of an intriguing matchup. And Aaron Donald said, no, we're all set. Jalen Ramsey said, no, it's not going to be entertaining. And Cam Akers, listen, if you need any more reasons why you don't draft a running back in the first round, look no farther than Cam Akers. Now, we talk about Cam Akers a lot on this show, obviously, with the official station of the Florida State Seminoles. And Cam Akers' name has been brought up a couple times on this show. And I think Brent and I both agree from the standpoint of, listen, that guy was not used how he was supposed to be used at Florida State, right? Like, you didn't get to see the full arsenal that was Cam Akers. Now, every once in a while, he would drop an appetizer, right, and and he would break off like a 70-yard run. But for the most part, you got the sense that when Cam Akers, you know, went to the draft or – I'm sorry, went to the combine and went to the draft – you got the sense that there was a bunch of untapped potential there and you kind of kept an eye on to see who was going to get them. Now the Rams draft them, which was interesting because at the time, yes, you let go of Todd Gurley and Todd Gurley was obviously a huge staple, a huge cornerstone of that team. But at the time when Cam Akers was coming in, that backfield was pretty loaded. You know, you had Henderson, um, you had a few other guys. So it took a while for Cam Akers to get, you know, acquainted, let's just say, because he wasn't brought in to be the guy since day one. And then he had some injuries here or there, and Daryl Henderson started playing well, so it just, you know, you didn't really get the sense that Cam Akers could get his time. Well, last night, and I should probably preface this by saying, well, two weeks ago, really, is when he showed you something a little bit, and then it's interesting because after that game, I forgot who the Rams played two weeks ago. Uh, I can check that out quick. But two weeks ago, I remember after that game, I was watching the press conference or like the the highlights of it, and it, he had an interesting comment to say. And by the way, it was the Cardinals. It, it was at Arizona. That's when they beat Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Cam Akers after that game, thirty eight to twenty eight, says that if I get the ball more, I'm gonna get in a rhythm. I'm gonna be more comfortable, and then I'm gonna feel unstoppable. And I'm paraphrasing there. But that's essentially what he said. And it's funny because it almost seems like Sean McVay heard that, and it almost seems like Sean McVay took it upon himself to say, you know what? Cam Akers had a good game against the Cardinals. Showed a lot of great things. Let's go ahead and give him the rock a little more, and let's see what we got with it. You know, and to me, that's outside the box thinking. Because no one thinks that a rookie out of Florida State taking the second round can, you know, over Daryl Henderson and other running backs, especially in an offense that kind of revolves around the pass a little more than the run. No one thinks that Cam Akers can just come in and command the workload. But guess what? Cam Akers came in and demanded the workload. Uh, I forgot how many rushes he had. It was definitely over 20. Let's go to the stats right now real quick. 29 attempts. 171 yards, 5.9 average, 35 uh, yards is the longest rush. Obviously, if we're, if we're doing grades right now, that's an exclamation point, check mark, check mark, check mark, and a star on top of it. A great night for Cam Akers. And listen, I think the Rams might have found something in Cam Akers. And now you all of a sudden you you have a team who seems to be surging at the right time. You know they just came off that win against Arizona. They just came off an impressive win against the Patriots. You have a team right now in probably the hardest division of all of football who has seemed to found found their you know their, their footwork, who has found their placement, and now they're peaking. And this is exactly the right amount of time that you want to have right now. We're talking like week 13, week 14, week 15. That's when you want to see the most progress of a team because that's when you can say, you know what? These guys right here, I can take these guys to the playoffs, and we can be successful. And that's what the Rams are showing you right now. So once again, I mean, how impressive are the Rams? I think that Cam Akers rushing for 171 yards is impressive. Um, you know, I thought Jared Goff was pretty pedestrian, but let's be honest. The the whole game plan wasn't the passing game of the Rams. Uh, the whole game plan was smash-mouth football with Cam Akers, and they succeeded. And at the end of the day, say what you want about the stats and then the receiving game. Obviously, Cooper Cup cost me in prize picks. Yes, he caught a touchdown. Not enough receptions. I was upset about that. But at the end of the day, I look at that score and I see 24-3. to And I see a Patriots team that just mollywopped, Absolutely dropped point after point after point on the Los Angeles Chargers. And now I see a team turn around and get curb stomped by the Rams. And listen, I know that we've all been critical about how the Rams organization, and by the way, I'm talking a lot of Rams right now, and I apologize. We'll get into the Jaguars in a little bit here. But but, but I got to finish this up here. With the Rams, I think we've all been critical about some of the roster moves that they made. And, and by roster moves that they made, I mean the sacrifices that the Rams have given up for Jalen Ramsey. That The sacrifices that the Rams have given up to be the team right now. Um, it almost kind of reminds me of the Milwaukee Bucks a little bit, where, where the Bucks have essentially given up everything for Drew Holiday because the goal is to win right now. Now, obviously, Giannis Kempo, there's more to that as well. But the goal of the Milwaukee Bucks right now, it's like live in the moment. Don't care about the future. We got to win right now. We have to succeed. And you got the sense with the Los Angeles Rams like that was kind of the move from them as well. Give up all your first-round draft picks. Give up all this draft capital and just be concerned about winning right now. And I think when they first did this, we kind of scoffed at it a little bit, right? Because we're always preconditioned to think that if you don't have a first-round pick, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to build a team, and eventually that will come up to you. Uh, and that still might be the case, But I'm just saying right now, what I see from this defense, and this is a top-five defense in the NFL. I know they don't get a lot of love because of their passing game and Sean McVay, but this is a top-five defense right now in the NFL. And obviously with Aaron Donald playing the way he is, but and Jaguars fans, you're not going to like this. You may turn off your dials. I hope you don't, but this is the fact. When they brought Jalen Ramsey in, something clicked. All of a sudden, a demeanor was changed, all of a sudden, an attitude was changed. And all of a sudden, this Rams defense started to look more and more and more legit. Because keep in mind who we're talking about here. We're talking about a team that, yes, they had Aaron Donald. Yes, they had Dante Fowler have over 10 sacks. They had Clay Matthews, I think, had over 10 sacks himself. Like, they had a great defensive line. But they always seemed pretty beatable in the secondary. Aaron Donald can only do so much. And the moment they brought Jalen Ramsey in, it seems like there was a paradigm shift on that defense. It almost seemed like before Jalen Ramsey, that Rams defense was just like, you know what, we just gotta bend, but you know we're we can't break because we're playing with this high-powered offense. And then all of a sudden, now this defense has a little swag to it. Now all of a sudden, this defense is kind of the talk of the NFL, if you will. And that's the power that one player can make. I compare it to Jamal Adams a little bit. I'm not sure how many Seahawks games everyone's watched this year, but when Jamal Adams is in the game, he must be seen. You know, he must be seen whether it's, you know, covering tight ends, whether it's in the box, making tackles in the backfield, whether it's rushing the passer on a blitz. There's a few guys out there that are just so talented and so skilled that they can come in and they can change a team. That's why I was so adamant, and this is a couple years ago now, that I thought Eric Berry was a very interesting candidate for the for the Jacksonville Jaguars to go after. Um, and I get it with Eric Berry. Like, his skills were, were diminishing a little bit. And this is the guy that was obviously playing in Kansas City. Um, I believe he had cancer, overcame that, came back, um, played football again. But when I was on that Chiefs team back in 2013, and that defense was loaded. Tom Ali, Justin Houston, Derek Johnson. um, I think they had four or five Pro Bowlers on their defense alone. But like when I got to Kansas City, I was so surprised how one player, and with with all due respect to all my teammates that I played with, but it was one player that was like the lifeblood, the heartbeat, and the swag of our team. There was one player who always broke us down in the locker room. There was always one player um, after practice who would talk to us, clue us in a little bit, get us motivated. And that player was Eric Berry. So once again, sometimes you got to ask yourself, if the talent is there, so be it. And I remember when Jalen Ramsey was here, it was the attitude. It was all the distractions. But as soon as that dude crossed the white lines, you couldn't deny what he brought to a football field. And I think Sean McVay and the Rams saw that. And now they're reaping the benefits of that. And now here we are in Jacksonville once again talking about, well, who's going to be that guy going forward? Is it going to be Miles Jack? Can it be Josh Allen? Who's going to be the lifeblood? Who's going to be the heartbeat? Who's going to be the guy that's going to offer the brand of identity that you want with the, you know, the Jaguars defense? Because right now, to be fair, Miles Jack's playing at an all-pro level, but I'm not sure if even Miles Jack is that type of guy quite yet. So we'll have to wait and see what happens.
0: Yeah, Jalen Ramsey talk coming in. Yeah. How we doing? Did you get your Zaxby's? I did. Nice. What'd you go with? I got to be honest with you today, folks. I'm going right. to let you down a little bit. Three fourteen, just kind of arriving. Yeah. But I said, I tried to call Zaxby's. Mm. Nobody would answer, so mm. I think they were too busy. But I got that. Wait, you're trying to call a drive-thru? It's not a drive. You okay, drive. Okay. okay, you can uh, pick it up. They have DoorDash and all that other stuff. You yeah, think they but, just sit there and order
1: and but, wait? I think there's an app that you just can't call somebody,
0: but you, go ahead. Well, you can. Okay. And, well, you should be able to. Maybe it was the app. Maybe I had to do it online. I think you have to do it online. But so, anyway. It, go ahead. So I'm like, well, then I'll just go pick it up mm-hmm. rather than wait in the drive just in case it's busy. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like right on the way. So I had to kind of, but I left earlier. Talk about the town center? No, I didn't go to the town okay. this time because I tried that the other... <laughs> and that then one I went hungry be... the whole show. Sure, yeah. That one can so be this pretty strenuous. So this one's tenuous. down there like Bartram Park. Okay. But I had to like go on the highway, get off the highway. It's a little busy area too, which I kind of forgot. I haven't been over there in a while. And um, so I was like, I, I have these, uh, like Ty's baseball team sold like these Zaxby's cards. Cool. that are like buy one, get one free on a meal. Nice. It's a pretty good deal. Sure. And so I'm like, I'm doing it. Yeah. And normally I would have been like, I'm never going to make this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat. And today I said, Nah, I'm going to. You're go just going to show up late. Yeah, sorry, I mean, people. But I mean, I'm a little late because I want my food. No, it's all good. I mean, it's pretty characteristic of you. So like, we weren't surprised. You're good. Uh, you know, I was thinking that coming in. I'm like, I've actually been very good. But three fourteen was a little late. Yeah, I've been very. Have late. you though? Oh yeah. Has he though, very good. Ha- b- very good. Very good. I don't know about very good. Well, you don't know the history. I-, I don't know the history. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: it mean, has been very good. Yeah,
1: I mean, like if you want to have a tally right now, one time for me this year. Oh, I would, well, that's I would not probably, no, this isn't. A, this is. I would probably. Oh, I mean, we'll make it a contest real quick. No, uh, I'll probably put you in the twenty-five to thirty category.
0: Yeah, uh, that's that's not a contest. Most of the time, it's doing business <laughs> stuff. Like this was not. Oh, a contest. Like, yeah. like this was just I'm getting food. Sure, and I'm going to do it, and I don't care how long it takes. I'm yeah. getting it. You're all good. You got so it. Just want to let you know. Hey, you're fine. Like, like that I game said, we weren't worried night. about it. I know that was a bummer of a game, wasn't it? I didn't even really watch much of it to be quite honestly.
1: Okay. Oh, 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 well, fantastic! Because I was going to sit here and break it down with you, but never mind, man. I was going to say well, you already
0: broke it down. I listened to you coming in. i mean, oh, we, good. Uh, ESPN do you have any notes? Do, do you have any notes, man? But um, we are ESPN six ninety Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> we are though. We are
1: though. But after that game. Did you leave the game being more impressed with the Los Angeles Rams or being more disappointed in the New England Patriots?
0: I think I knew what the Patriots could be and are sometimes. I mean, even the 45 nothing. Listen, Cam Newton is not a good quarterback anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just not. And, mm-hmm. and their offense, by the way, wasn't good with a good quarterback in Tom Brady last year. And, and so I I know last year to this year and all this stuff. But, I mean, come on. It's a little smoke and mirrors what the the Patriots have done to even get to six wins, in my opinion. I mean, they they, they coach well. Yep. They play good defense and play hard, but they are so. I mean, you know what that looked like? That looked like you saw it up close. That was your 2011, 2012 Blaine Gabbert led Jags. Hmm. Yeah, that was. They can't. Yeah. They can't do anything on hmm. offense. Hmm. Now listen, the Rams defense is very good. But they can't do anything on offense. And and go back to the 40, that 45 to nothing score is like, if you were like a, if you're like a degenerate gambler and you don't watch the games and you just gamble to gamble mm-hmm. and you're going to say, wow, they scored 45 points. I mm-hmm. mean, that offense must be cooking now. Wait until I see what they, no, that wasn't the case. Go you had look to watch at the, the numbers. They gave up, they had 290 total yards against the Chargers. Yeah. And they scored 45 points. Like yeah. that was not.
1: The special team was big for the, the Patriots. The that Patriots
0: game. have a remake, you know, and, and again, you give them credit for getting some the six wins which a lot of people you know wondered if they were to kind of tank for trevor and do the same kind of thing mm. i wondered seriously like few games in if they could get to six wins like i just don't think they're a very good football team mm. you know cam had the great game against seattle and they lost but outside of that man i mean this guy is just a shell of himself and in an offense it's not very good either so you're not really putting him in situations to be successful mm. and i think um so I'm not surprised by that. I don't think the Rams should surprise us. Right now they're playing good football. Uh, they are finding themselves. And defensively, they're very, very good. You know, you look at what they're doing defensively, and it stacks up to what Jalen, kind of the Jags, did, you know, back in 17, what Chicago did that year. Was that 18, maybe? Um they're a good defense. Mm-hmm. They're very, very good defense. In a league that I still think kind of thrives around offense, this time of year is their time of year. Mm-hmm. And the Rams are good. I mean, I hate to say it, but the Rams are good. And Jalen's playing excellent football. Uh, nobody's doing anything against him. Aaron Donald is, is really good. And I don't think – they don't frighten me as the team, too, because I'd be a tough one to swallow if, like, they're, like, in the Super Bowl and Jalen Ramsey's playing for a Super Bowl. That's a, that's, a, that's a hard thing to swallow around here. Oh, yeah. So – that's uh, like watching your ex girlfriend like date,
1: I don't know, like Will Smith or somebody, like somebody famous. It's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, you know, we had good times, but now she's on a bigger and better things.
0: Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, it's kind of worse than that. Like if if it's Steph were wait, to go like marry George Clooney, I'd be like, ah, the only guy better than me is George Clooney. I mean, <laughs> you you would be devastated. Well, oh, I'd be devastated. Okay, I man. mean, I kind of have to say that, right? Yeah. Uh, so, oh. <laughs> but I would be devastated. Is that dumb button ready?
1: <laughs> we, we don't hey, use the
0: dumb
3: button to save marriages. Right? <laughs> I'm just saying, we were context, talking Jalen and the Rams,
0: it. and now we're talking about marriages breaking up. Well, you just, in the context you just said it, I, 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 mean, I say. That's what it is. I don't know.
1: Because there's a jealousy factor. Because it, you spent, like, listen, you put your heart, your soul, and your emotion to Jalen Ramsey. And sometimes we did something that would, you know, could be constituted as, ah, it's a little diva-ish. You stood behind him, right? You always had his back. And then all of a sudden, let's be honest, he abandons you. He goes someplace else. He wanted out, and you had to let him go. And now he's flourishing. He's on a better team, and he might win a Super Bowl. That's going to devastate people, Brent. Oh, it would be devastating. How is that any different than an ex-girlfriend or an ex-wife
0: going to somebody bigger and better? I guess. You better believe you guess. I I guess. Like I said, I mean, I mean, it just I I don't know if I like that analogy, but I I guess uh, the Ramsey. Could you think? I just put. Could you think of anything worse? As a Jags fan, Mm -hmm. than Jalen – like, people are rooting for the Ravens to do well for Calais to win a a Super Bowl. Yeah. Could you think of anything worse than Jalen Ramsey winning a Super Bowl? And I say this in the context of – Yes, I can. I say this in the context of, listen, I'm a – I was a Jalen Ramsey. Like, I wish I had kept Jalen Ramsey. I didn't mind all the theatrics and stuff. Now listen, we go back and forth, so I don't want to be hypocritical. It's not like I agree with everything, and I'm raising the pom-poms for, for Jalen. But I think it was a major mistake getting rid of Jalen Ramsey. I mean, you just don't find those kind of players. So, you know, however it led to that, whatever happened, I think it's a major mistake. But that would be a tough one to Like, and I, I kind of feel this way. I saw a headline. I said, like, Jamal Adams going back to New York, and it's like a revenge game. Mm -hmm. It's like, is it really? He asked out of New York. Why is it a revenge game for him? Mm -hmm. Like, he asked out and got his wish. Like, that's – didn't he? Or or did I miss – like, did they just not offer him a deal, and and is that why it's a revenge game? No, he he didn't want to be there. He didn't want to be there. Yeah. So, well, so to me, it's like, I don't – I mean, Jamal Adams, he wanted out, like just like Jalen Ramsey wanted out. So I don't think those are revenge games. In fact, from an organizational standpoint, if I were the owner, I'd want to win that game and beat that guy, right? If I'm, if I'm the coach that wanted off my team, I'd want to beat that guy. Mm -hmm. If I'm the Jets, I want to, I want to run over him. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to target, not target him like targeting, but I want to target him and embarrass him in this game. Now, most likely, he's such a good player, not going to be able to do that. and You stink, so you're not going to be able to do that. But that's what I'd feel. That's where the revenge stuff comes in for me. It's like the revenge stuff shouldn't come from a player who wanted out and got out. Hey, man, do you want me to answer your
1: question about if I could compare Jalen Ramsey to another Jaguars uh, yeah, I incident? No, you're that. No,
0: you're, you're good. Uh, uh, no, no, I said Jalen Ramsey winning the Super Bowl. Could you think of anything yes. worse right I now as a Jags fan? I could. But could it hit more rock bottom?
1: I could. Absolutely, I could. And Taven Bryan. We don't know what's going to happen with Taven Bryan next year. He's got one more year left on his contract. Maybe you trade him. Maybe you let him go. Maybe you keep him. I'm just saying, if Taven Bryan leaves the Jacksonville Jaguars and goes someplace else, and all of a sudden, the light, like, it just falls into place. And then the puzzle pieces come together, and the light switch goes on, and he plays at a Pro Bowl level. I'm not talking about a Super Bowl. I'm just talking about at a very competitive level. That may be the worst seen the worst thing to ever happen if you're a Jaguars fan. Because at least with Jalen Ramsey, like, you knew wherever he was going to go, like he was still going to play at a high level. And the Rams were a good team even before they got him, so you kind of got the feeling like, yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, Taven Bryan has been the brunt of a lot of jokes uh, around Jaguars circles, it seems like, the past couple years. And if he was to go someplace new and have success, I mean, I almost, listen, and maybe I'm just a sucker, I'm a a, a glutton for punishment, but I almost want it to happen just so I can see the reactions on Twitter.
0: (laughs) But see, here's what I would think. Here's why I disagree with you. Okay. I just don't think there's the pent up emotion with, with, with Brian as there is with Ramsey. You know, it's like, I, I don't see that. I I don't think that. Now, you could be right if it were to come to fruition, and it would be another swing and a miss and a big miss and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. and you didn't coach them. But I think what people would do, especially since there's going to be a regime change most likely, is people would be like, see, that was Doug and Todd Wash and all them. They couldn't get it right. They couldn't coach them up. See, that's why we got rid of them." I think they'd play that card, but I'm not saying it wouldn't be devastating that, hey, you had the guy, and he went somewhere else, and now he's good, but – I'm tell there is just so much emotional attachment to Jalen Ramsey, man. Like, oh, I, I, I don't know if there's a player in Jags history that has left the Jags that people root against more than Jalen Ramsey. Uh, and, and some I other mean, people probably yeah. could shed some light on this, but like, like Alfie just said, Nick Foles wouldn't another Super Bowl. I, I mean, I guess, like, but he was here only just a short amount of time. But right? I still like, think, like, people wouldn't, I still think there's a, There's a part of people in Jacksonville, and they don't want to admit this, Mm. but they wish Jalen Ramsey was here. I don't think there are a lot of people that wish Nick Foles was still the quarterback or moving forward going to be the quarterback. I think people know Jalen Ramsey is a hell of a player, Mm. and you just didn't see that around here very often. People don't want to admit it, and they're... Ticked off at Jalen for the back stuff and everything else, and wanting out. And once you're not a part of us, you're you're against us. And I appreciate that. But I think in the heart of hearts, they like we'd be better if we had him. No, I get what you're saying, and you're absolutely right.
1: But at the end of the day, I think why I say Taven Brian Moore is from the standpoint of, and the last thing a football want, a football fan wants to do is admit they were wrong. Doesn't matter if it's a Jaguars oh, fan, yeah. doesn't matter if it's a Rams fan. That's like, the last thing any of us want Yeah, to do. I mean, that's the best last thing you want to do is come out, you know, <laughs> just wherever. the Jags, Brad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: and say, <laughs> hey, wait to admit
1: they were wrong too for sure, For <laughs> sure. And the last thing a Jaguars fan wants to go is, you know what? I was wrong about that guy, right? And I'm not saying it's going to happen because it's probably not going to happen. But I'm just saying, if Taven goes someplace else and that guy shines, there's going to be a lot of people out there. They're going to go through some mental gymnastics of saying, well, was I wrong? Was this Doug Marone's fault? What's the deal? But at the end of the day, I think that emotion will play a big factor. Because keep in mind, emotion becomes really big
0: when you want to say how bad of a player it is. you bring up uh, an interesting question, though, and it might get me thinking a little bit. Maybe we'll do a quick, quick uh, moment or two on it coming back. Um, like, seriously, players that now have left, I mean... Oh. I think we ask this a lot. I feel like we ask this in the off season, maybe sometimes. Like, But are they doing anything? Do you really miss them? Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest with you, I really think Jalen will top that list for a long, long time. And, yeah, like, listen, Mercedes Lewis, should you, resign? you can have those things. But, I mean, would they be 1-11 with Mercedes Lewis? Eh, maybe not. Maybe they'd be 2-10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, but in the long term of building and winning big, uh, Jalen Rams is a guy that might top the list of guys that – they should not have let get away. Yeah. And and there are a lot of other ones, like Dante Fowler Jr. that made some big plays during that run. And you're like, yeah, whatever. We got rid of Dante. Well, that wasn't he, a bad move. It was a bad pick, but it wasn't a bad no, move. No, it wasn't a bad
1: move, especially when you had Yannick Ngakwe. You know, Absolutely. like he, you had the replacement already <laughs> on tap. But there's another uh, guy. So you know? we'll
0: talk a little bit about that, uh, plus some Jags-Titans talk when we come back. Action Sports acts on ESPN 690. Happy Friday. Uh Daniel uh, says we went from hot Cheetos to shampoo, raising the intellectual portion of the show. Austin Lane,
1: I'm wearing a sleeveless T-shirt. What more do you want from us, man? Like, I mean, it's Friday. <laughs> we
0: never said we intellectual. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
2: No, it's been a, a probably a different road. You know, when we first brought him in, we had a. We visualized him, you know, putting on weight, playing big end. You know, it, it actually went the opposite way, you know what I'm saying, where he was losing weight. So, you know, there was a, you know, in the beginning, we were trying to figure out, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, what's, what's the weight? Where are you going to play? What are you going to do? Where are you going to move? And then I would say probably after the 18th season, maybe, and I might have my, my timing wrong on this one, but, you know, then all of a sudden, hey, listen, he, you know, the, the weight started coming back on and, 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 and he's, and he, he really started to do a really good job.
0: Moral of the story right there by Doug Marone. Yeah. I don't know if he
2: mentioned it in the early part of that or any time.
0: If you're a defensive end in the NFL, I want to think twice about being a vegan. It's a Good point. Because that's what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early yeah. on. Yeah. And, and by the way, I'm just kidding. If you're a vegan, it's fine. It's, it's whatever. It's... I'm not going down that road. And, and so there's many people are. Not horrible. And by the way, football players are. There's yeah. many NFL players, which, a is, which is a, an odd thing to me. It's yeah. like, you're what? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but you know, what? you want to know who almost did it? Came really close to doing it. And, and his body changed that summer, that off season, uh-huh. But he, he didn't do this. He came so close, he told me, is Malik Jackson. Huh? And he almost did that to kind of reshape his body and stuff. So this is a common thing. So I'm I'm not Whoa, like I'm not hating on it, but yeah. In in sometimes in Smoot's case, he lost like too much weight mm-hmm. doing it. Now he could have lost. Uh, that weight doing something else but it was just an interesting dynamic and when he like Doug said when he put the weight back on yeah and and, and by the way I also think he matured he got more reps he, he grew a little bit he developed a little bit and he's become a nice player for the Jags I'm
1: telling you man ever since that documentary on uh, Netflix the game changers or whatever came out like a lot oh, of yeah, that. I never have, saw it I, I mean hey I'm all set you know I like meat I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it it's, really it's the good right documentary. Way. Yeah. Well, it changed your whole outlook, right? It, your it, I actually
3: started eating tofu a little bit more. Yeah. Like, I'm not a vegan, but like, yeah. I'll I'll throw it in as a dinner one yeah. time. I've yeah, heard it's pretty powerful. Yeah, but it, it, is. it
1: has athletes on there, right? They're kind of like stating their cases of why yeah, they did the, it. Um,
3: it had some dolphins players, I sure. believe, from 2017. If That's I'm a not shame. Mistaken. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, a pitcher, and I think they had a NASCAR driver as well.
1: Okay. Yeah. So exactly. I mean, they kind of got all the genres covered, if you will. Um, and speaking of food, real quick before we get into the, the Jags Titans here. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of food, Kuz, I was getting my, you know, my 64 ounces of water in my giant thermos here. And on, on the, on the freezer, it says hurricane, hur- no, no hurricane food or whatever. It's something like that. It said it hurricane food. Me. Yeah. What does that mean? I have no idea. It, it said non hurricane food up for grabs, something like that. So can we eat that?
0: Think so? Okay. Well, so unless like they must have some canned stuff or whatever stuff frozen, that would be good yeah. if if there is. Yeah, I guess.
1: So I guess like the station bought it and then there wasn't a hurricane, so now we can eat it. That's what we're getting. At.
3: I I guess so.
1: Okay, because it goes to show you where the priorities are right now on this show because we've been asking for a TV for how long? On the list of, for the hurricane food, they got frozen acai bowls
0: in there. What we'll, is that acai? Check it out, man. It oh, ain't cheap though. Is that uh I used to get that shake. Or a smoothie somewhere, I remember. Acai, right? yeah. Kind of, kind of like, like prize, that raspberry. Chicken. Yeah, or, yeah, or
1: those yeah. Those yeah. yeah. But So they're, they're, they're like actual bowls, though. Uh, oh. And they're not giving away. So we ain't talking like Pop-Tarts and Eggos and things like that. Listen, there is We're no gourmet. hurricanes coming. I guess not, no man. Sparing no expense, budget. huh? So I'm, I'm about to have an acai bowl, I think, for,
0: for lunch today. Well, that's very nice. Yeah. Very nice, I think. Um, How did the Tennessee Titans get good? I mean, I, I've been saying this since day
1: one, Brent. Do you want to repeat myself? It's yeah, the, I do, actually. It's They're the here here identity.
0: Yeah. Um, it's the identity, man. You know? Um, well, it's I bigger think that than that, though. It's it's now they have an identity. Before you, you have to shape an identity. They were kind of a mess. Remember, they had, like, some ownership stuff, obviously, before Mike Malarkey got there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike Malarkey helped turn them around. I, I don't know if people well, want to admit that, but yeah. they did. He, he did. Well, and it's crazy, too, because you could
1: go from dr- more drastic coaching changes from Mike Malarkey to Vrabel, right? Because Mike Malarkey was a former football player himself, former tight end. Um, I think he always kind of had that old-school philosophy a yes, little bit, did. you know, and Vrabel obviously has that as well. So, like, to me, um, the, the transition from Malarkey from Vrabel wasn't that drastic. Um, and they, they kind of echoed the same things that they wanted to see in the team's identity and obviously you bring vrabel in a very hard-nosed uh very tough individual and i think that his players at least while on offense defense this year's another story for the titans but at least on offense that offensive line derrick henry obviously they reflect the mentality
0: that mike vrabel has in that team all right so quick little note on mike malarkey should the jags have kept malarkey longer
1: I, I mean, her, you know, I've got to
0: just, just let me do this real quick. Mm-hmm. The Tennessee Titans. OK, here's their record. Uh, let me get after 2008. So I, I give it usually I give it 2008 because I can talk about the Jags that way. Uh, mm-hmm. That's when I got here. Mm-hmm. And so Jag, they were two thirteen 13 and three in 2008, uh, the Tennessee Titans. And then they go eight and eight, six and ten, nine and seven, six and ten, seven and nine, two and 14, three and 13. And then malarkey. Uh, who, who replaced Wizen Hunt that 3 and 13 year. 9 and 7, 9 and 7. Then Vrabel, 9 and 7, 9 and 7. And here they are, 8 and 4. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, there's no 14 and 2 in there. I mean, they had a nice playoff run last year. They haven't been like, they haven't even got to double digit wins. Mm-hmm. Like I'm asking how they turn things around. They haven't had double digit wins, by the way, since 2008. I mean, the Jags had double digit wins in 2017. So that's how bad it was before Malarkey. Mhm. Correct. So he did a nice job somehow straightening the ship out, and so I go back to the question of should the Jags have kept stayed with him a little bit longer?
1: Yeah. Um. Listen, every teammate or every player that you're going to talk to from that team is going to have a different opinion about Mike Mularkey. Um. I like Mike Mularkey. You know, I, I thought he was a great coach because. I didn't need necessarily a cheerleader. I didn't need a rah, rah type of guy. All I needed was a, a, a hard-nosed guy who's been in the trenches, who understands the game. Um, you know, and, and I think who had a, a, a mutual respect, uh, for me. So I was a Mike Mularkey fan. Now other guys will tell you different things. I'm just telling you from my perspective, from my opinion. Should he have lasted longer? I think, and we've been over this before, Brennan, and you've mentioned this before. I don't think one year is fair with the roster that he had. I don't think anybody could turn that around in, in one year. Let's be honest. I don't think Andy Reid. I don't think Bill Belichick with, with the roster that we had that year could have won that many more games. Right. So I don't, I don't think it was fair to can him after a year. But at the same time, and this is the things that I don't really know about the inner workings, if you will, but whether there was some promises made that he could turn things around right away yeah. and expectations were high. And then those expectations weren't met, you know, with, with management, things like that. And Shad Khan's like, well, I was promised one thing, and I didn't get that. Now, that's another story, right? And that's a story that I don't really need to tell because I wasn't there. I don't know what the conversations were like. But you get the sense that's kind of what happened.
0: Yeah, I, I think what's interesting here is you could you could make the case. You could make the case. And it'd be interesting. I've never asked, I think, in this far away in hindsight of Shad Khan, mm-hmm. did he get emotional mm-hmm. at that time? Because... Gene Smith and Mike Mularkey, and I, I don't know if it was more Gene Smith or if it was both of them. I really don't. But they basically said that year when when Shad Khan got the franchise, hey, we feel pretty good about this team. Like we can make the playoffs, we can make a run. Like we we feel good. We don't. We also said in that time frame we don't need Tebow. Mm-hmm. You know, there was kind of a push away from Tebow <laughs> at the time. That was. I mean, yeah. that's that's just reality. Yeah. That yeah. was the situation. No, I know. If everybody wants to look in hindsight, it's fine. But that was the situation, mm-hmm. and the owner was sitting there saying, oh, "Well, I don't know." Now, I mean. I just said, make it the biggest ticket in town. Yeah. Tim Tebow from here sells tickets. You know, are you sure? Well, And, so, and, then, and then Dave Caldwell said his piece about it. Well, and that was a year late. Not even if he's yeah, released. Even if he's released. Oh, um, man. Which, by the way, I'm a little surprised when Caldwell got fired a couple of weeks ago, wasn't played more. Because <laughs> um, it's one of his moments, at least yeah. with the fan base. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the... So... So I think you could make the case. Shad got a little emotional there Mm -hmm. at the time because he was like, "Well, wait a minute. You guys said you could do this, and look at this season. We're two and Mm fourteen. You guys told me that, Mm -hmm. you know." And I think that's kind of the way Shad is. You tell me this, I expect this. But then,
1: no, and and I agree. But then at the same time, like, what were those conversations with Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell like? Like, what what was the conversation
0: like last year? Like, what'd you tell them? Well, I think they're gonna. We've, one guy, whatever he told him, hasn't yeah. worked out, and yeah. so he's out, out of a I job, and the other guy's going to be most likely. And uh. you also know how I feel about it. I, I think hanging on to that cleaned up the house, and now you have a very good situation mm-hmm. uh, versus 12 months ago. So uh, we don't know, but I just think it's a fair question. Listen, Gene Smith had had enough time. Mm-hmm. Gene Smith hadn't done a great job. What mm-hmm. could you have Still hired a GM that kept Mike Malarkey or whatever. I don't. I don't know. I don't like that anyway. I don't like kind of fitting those pieces together. But I just think it's it's a fair curiosity. He turned the Titans around. Yeah. He helped turn the Titans around. They went from two and fourteen, three and thirteen to nine and seven and nine and seven under Mike Mularkey. Didn't did they make the playoffs one year or two or not? Uh, Maybe yeah, not. They yeah. did. They and, looked, then,
1: and they fired him. It's crazy made business. Man, made the playoffs, man. lost a divisional game, and they fired him. It's crazy business. You
0: know, uh, and, you know and and by the way, that was Mike McCarthy. Then I think went to Atlanta, tight ends coach yeah, was hanging yeah, around, yeah. and he's out. He's out of the league and, yeah. and retired. I don't, and, and he's he's in Atlanta Beach. Yeah, and he's doing a podcast.
1: Oh really? Yeah, that's awesome. And listen, I don't, I don't know, man. Like I, I don't want to bring too much emotion and friendships, relationships to the table. But but it sucks for him. Yeah. You know, it, it sucks. You have one year in Jacksonville, you get let go, and you go to Tennessee, you turn it around, and you still get let go. That's, and by
0: the way, you got let it's go. It's a cutthroat business. Buffalo, I to go back and look, but I remember the storyline. Like Buffalo, he didn't do terrible either. Yeah, and still got. He's a he's an interesting coaching commodity in the NFL that did not do as poorly as others, but didn't get as much of a chance as
1: others. Sometimes the politics of the NFL man, they will never cease to stop. Back we can get him the
0: show. We'll him show. So. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We're going to ESPN 690 Hawaii next. Then I think when you get into the NFL, you know,
2: then it's such a high concentration. The fastest way to, to get yourself in the dance, you know what I'm saying, in the playoffs is to win your division. So I think a lot goes into, you know, these division games. And I think that sometimes you'll see a team that has a, a poor record and a team that's really doing well. But if they're within the same division, it's kind of like you can kind of throw that stuff out a little bit.
1: This is the music I listen to in Hawaii when we go there. See, to me, it's more like a Western song here.
3: This is literally when you go into our music system that we yeah. have. I typed in Hawaii. This was the first song.
1: Really? Really. See, to me, it's got like a little more of a Western vibe to it, too.
0: Yeah, it doesn't feel
1: Hawaii. Do nah. It? I
0: mean, I can I see I mean, I like
1: it. this. Whatever this is, I like it's it. It's okay. Oh, it's okay? Okay. I mean, I think it's cool.
0: How bad do you want? You ever been to Hawaii?
1: No. Can't say that I have.
0: Who's? No, I've never been. Like, people say... Like, I feel like growing have you, up... Have you been there? No. No. I feel like growing up, right? People say, um, I got something on my hat and I can't... <laughs> oh, yeah. no, you, you're, you're okay.
1: It's going up in the air right now. It's like a little
0: fuzz right <laughs> like, here. I got fair, this thing hanging fair. from my hat.
1: Hang on, I'm breaking social distance. I got it.
0: Boom. Uh, <laughs> I got this thing hanging and I could not get it. I don't it. know what that, like, was. that was. was Yeah. Forget Hawaii for a second. Yeah, for sure. More I feel like things. as a kid, everybody wanted... Everybody's like, oh, I'm going to go to Hawaii someday. Yeah. Go to Hawaii someday. Yeah. Go to Hawaii. Someday. Right? So it's kind of like I feel I like really around did. my parents, like people my parents age. Like to go to Hawaii was like this big, big thing, which really? probably is because it's a big expense. You've got to take a lot of time out, yeah. right, to go, especially that. Mm-hmm. You can't just go to Hawaii for it's three a days. Flight. Right? Yeah, I'd imagine. So, yeah. But I got to be honest with you. As a as an adult, I put this in the hole-in-one category. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, every golfer says, I want to get a hole-in-one, I want to get a hole-in-one. And Honestly, I don't. Like I, that does not – Register with me. Like, I, I don't sit there and be like, man, someday I'm going to I'm mad at Danny Warfel yesterday. He got a hole in one and I don't have one. I don't really care. <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> don't. I told Nicole
3: I want to get one on 17 just so my name's on a plaque next to her office. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but like, because the, the, the whole thing Hawaii, like was Hawaii on your radar as a kid? Because it wasn't really on my radar it, at all.
3: It was when I graduated Flagler because yeah, I knew see, a guy that did radio out there and was like, "Hey, come work out here." And I yeah, was like, "That yeah. would
1: be amazing."
3: But I'm talking about like growing
1: up as a kid, like Brent said, like you know, Hawaii. Like as a kid, yeah. like the only thing I associated Hawaii with was that's sort where of like where the McAllisters went home alone. You uh, know, like yeah. that was their vacation was Hawaii. And how are you gonna have Christmas without a Christmas tree? You put on a palm tree. That whole thing, you know. But like as a kid, it was never like my goal. Like, I got to go to Hawaii one day. And it still never really like it wasn't that big to me I guess
3: yeah to me growing up like vacation was going to the shore though yeah, yeah New Jersey yeah I just always See, felt no,
0: like there's like this if, if you think like now my my bucket list if you will thing would be like I want to go play golf in Scotland yeah right? yeah but I felt like as a kid like the bucket list for my parents and people that I would hear over here conversations yeah. and, and whatever else not kids necessarily yeah but people would be like I got I want to go to Hawaii sure i go to Hawaii. like that's see, what it felt like and i have just see. never even as an adult i don't feel that way like i could list 20 other places that i'd i'd, I'd go before i'd go to hawaii and a lot of it's logistical like i know not i'm not gonna sure. get 12 days to go to hawaii or whatever
1: see to, to me growing up it was california like right. california was the place to be like even so much like i think i've told the story before but like even so much we're like all the girls in my high school were like I'm getting out of the small town in Wisconsin. I'm going to California. I'm getting my back against the ocean. I'm going to be somebody out that there.
3: Was, that was Florida for us, and now I'm down here. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. But like the, like the most <laughs>
1: ironic thing, and it, was always, it was never dudes saying that. It was always girls for yeah. some reason. I don't know if to sound sexist, but that's the case. Um, and ironically, all those girls that preach they're gonna go to california and they get out of the small town well we can go back home right now and talk to them because they're still in central wisconsin probably at the bar right now having a couple the they, they bar, never left the bar yeah now you're
0: really I mean, 350 well it's, i guess wondering where it all went
1: wrong man where, pickle. Where, where those california dreams went wrong <laughs> sitting at the pickle right now what could have been
0: all right so cool what's the story here uh they're basically saying 50, they want 50 people to move to hawaii right Yeah,
3: because they're, they're obviously their economy they Want people there. It's so, what the they're saying is. They the
0: movers, and shakers. And, so movers I feel, and shakers. and so I already feel like I can belong because I'm from Rhode Island. So I can say movers and shakers all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they want you to show what? up.
3: I, I think you do have to do a little bit of community service type I stuff. I think
1: you do. What does that entail?
0: But it's 30 days and you get to move to Hawaii. But don't ask questions. <laughs> the big thing is, like should we take our show on the road for 30 days? You could. I mean, well, here's not? the
1: thing. And this is gonna quote a Flowbots lyric here. No handlebars, Brent. You know what I'm talking about, and that's fine. Movers, shakers, and producers. That's all of us, man. We got the producers, we got the mover, we got the shaker. Let's make this happen, guys. Hawaii, here we come. I feel like paper, room, and board.
0: I didn't I think get that. You do part. have to pay for something. I don't think it's just a free. I think they pay for the flight.
1: Is the cost a, a of living? Share. Well, the, the cost of living is pretty expensive in Hawaii, right? Yeah. yeah.
3: And the locals don't necessarily like you that much.
0: They have an yeah, eighteen billion dollar tourism industry, and obviously getting hammered. right yeah. Now, yeah. right through the last year. Yeah. So
1: I, um, I want to see Brent go to a rough part of Hawaii and just put up a shaka <laughs> and see what happens. Hey, what's up, shaka, bros? What's going on? <laughs>
0: Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety. We're we're excited to announce our ESPN six ninety Hawaii affiliate. Hawaii, I like that uh, to go along with our ESPN six ninety Desert affiliate, which will only last <laughs> for a few more weeks until Austin cuts. Kyler oh Mark. no, it's done. Have you, have you seen Josh Allen lately? I think it's Josh Allen <laughs> time, guys. ESPN six ninety Buffalo,
1: yeah, where the wings are good. We'll be back. <laughs>